Let's take a ride. What's up, Monica McNutt? Watching Sports Center. There's our old friend. Monica blowing up, man. She was a star then. R.I.P. Coolio. All right. Let's have a talk, Brian. Sean, Sean Payton has now taken the head coaching job of the Denver Broncos, where he stands to make $18 million a year. That's a lot of money, man. A lot of chatter, man. The price is going up. Now, before that, I thought something really interesting was Diana Rossini. First, I think it was Colin Cowherd mentioned something about Sean Payton. I think Rex Ryan mentioned something about Jeff Bezos hiring Sean Payton to come to Washington. Diana Rossini had a report that said something to the effect of Payton is waiting for one team if they could get their ducks in a row to maybe make an offer. Mm Mm-hmm. What team has fewer ducks in a row than what team has fewer ducks in formation? The old Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. So this was Sean Payton. So there was plenty of speculation that maybe an owner of the Commanders was trying to make a run at Sean Payton, a potential owner. Let's hear it. Everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington. And there, there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on, that currently a bid on that team, that were getting ahead of the game saying, wow. hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you? And, and so – there were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. Right? And, and that's a place that's had great tradition. Like when I came into the league, Adam, my first two years were Philly. Of course, yeah. My next four years were New York so Giants. So you know all about that. And then my next three were the Cowboys. That My whole entire NFL career prior to New Orleans was NFC, NFC East. And what happened to that program? Was that one that made you think a little bit? Listen, that place, my uncle loved the Washington franchise. Last year, we go there to play. And I'm pregame, I'm looking up in the crowd. A third of the fans are Saints fans. And I'm like, what happened to this place? Yeah. That was one of the six that was one of the six pillars. They used to fight for tickets in divorces. I mean, for there's a fifty year wait list (sighs) to get tickets. It's sad. That was a special place. It was. So it'll come back. I hope so. You know what? That that really disappointed me. That made me feel like what the hell? That's a gut punch. Yeah, because He's right. People used to fight over tickets for divorces and all of this. Now, just go on one of the ticket things. You can get a ticket for probably $20 or less. <laughs> but what? Sean had a conversation with someone I, that's close involved right now, and there's only two people that's involved so we, far. We believe. We believe. Well, perhaps three, right? Yeah. There's Harris, Mystery Bitter, and perhaps Bezos. And perhaps Mystery Bitter and perhaps Bezos could be fake. Yeah. Or those two could be the same people. Yeah. Or they could be aliens. Who knows? <laughs> Here's my question for you, Brian. And you 
you think outside of the box. Why say this now? Why say it now? If you're Sean Payton, why are you saying this now? Uh, A conversation came up, and he basically wants people to understand that if it's going to work here, you need to get your ass together. Because you're not going to get the top-notch coaches if things aren't straightened out. And he couldn't wait for this sale to go through when he got another multi-billionaire offering him. Certainly can't wait. You, you got Walmart money coming your bucks. You got Wall Bucks. Take yeah. it. Landfill, was that after he had taken the Denver job that he talked about that? The timeline's kind of interesting. But I, I just... Sean Payton is a dude that says things, and he's got a Super Bowl ring, so he doesn't have to care about repercussions. Mm-hmm. But the why to me is so fascinating. And maybe it is as simple as you believe. But let's out. remember, whoever was talking to him is not an owner, so it's not tampering. Right. <laughs> so. And he wasn't coaching anywhere. Yeah. So it's not tampering. Yeah, it's not tampering. But it's fascinating to me. Talk about putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, I think that was the tenth. So that was after he took the job. What do you, you're the CBSO of this program. You're the chief BS officer. Nobody cuts through it like Jim Andrew Mullins, a.k.a. Landfill. What do you make of Sean Payton going on, I think, national radio there and saying that? Uh, I definitely buy that somebody contacted him. I think that, you know, Sean Payton was kind of in the role that, that John Gruden had been in before where uh, this guy – you know, was the the semi-retired guy, you know, like Bill Cower was kind of in that job before that everybody was always talked about for every opening. So I definitely buy that uh, people talk to him. I'm not really sure uh, what his motivations behind it were because, I mean, he already got the contract. It's it's not like he's getting any more money. Um, but, yeah, I, I certainly believe they talked to him. Somebody did. I I don't think he's lying for sure. No, he's not lying. But, but the fact of it – but. I'm not surprised at it because if I am spending a billion dollars, I want to go get the what I consider the best coach and a coach that has no-nonsense type of approach. If I'm the person about spending the money, I'm going to do all my due diligence to see who I can get, you know? But I'm sure the person that might have talked to him doesn't want him saying it, but he understands nothing has gone through yet. Why would he wait? You know what I'm saying? When you're sought after, you got to make the move when you're ready to make the move. Just got this tweet. Got me thinking. I want to give my guy Reg some credit. Reginald Skinner says, that statement by Peyton was a jerk move. You don't speak about other coaches' jobs. He was speaking about his job, Reggie. He was speaking about who talked to him. That's not a jerk move. Somebody called him. to. He didn't know that that person was trying to buy. I'm sure he didn't call whoever called him. Let's hear it one more time, Landfill. This is Sean Payton after he got the Denver job speaking on Radio Row about his recruitment. 
everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington. And there, there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on, that currently have bid on that team, that were getting ahead of the game saying, wow. hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you? And, and so there were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. Right? And, and that's a place that's had great tradition. Like when I came into the league, Adam, my first two years were Philly. Of course, yeah. My next four years were New York so Giants. So you know all about that. And then my next three were the Cowboys. That My whole entire NFL career prior to New Orleans was NFC, NFC East. And what happened to that program? Was that one that made you think a little bit? Listen, that place, my uncle loved the Washington franchise. Last year, we go there to play. And I'm pregame, I'm looking up in the crowd. A third of the fans are Saints fans. And I'm like, what happened to this place? Yeah, that was it's, one it's of the sad. six. That was one of the six pillars. They used to fight for tickets in divorces. I mean, there's a 50 year wait list ah, to get tickets. It's that sad. Was a, that was a special place. It was. So it'll come back. I hope so. But where did he speak about another coach's job right there? Another coach's situation? I mean, he's kind of talking about Ron's situation. No, he's not talking about Ron's situation. I mean, let, let, let's not dig into it. The man is telling you that someone called me to, to deal with this job. Then he started praising, telling you how great this franchise has always been. Then he tells you when I went there last year and I saw how I was looking. So he was saying I was highly interested is what he's basically trying to tell you. But the person that was talking to him is not the owner at this point. I don't think he's talking about any coach's job. He didn't mention no coach. He mentioned the, the franchise and the fan base. Was the franchise one of the six pillars? Yes. Has the has a, a, a fan stopped going in there? Yes. He didn't say anything that was a lie. He certainly didn't say anything that was a lie. But I, if he had said... If you were Ron, though, if he had are you said, happy he if, said that? Who cares if Ron is happy? Dan Snyder didn't call Sean Payton. A potential owner called Sean Payton. We just finished talking over two hours on this damn show. And we've already said if a new owner come in, Ron is probably going to be out. What's different? He's heard it before. So Sean Payton basically is saying, I was called by someone. I turned him down because he signed so-and-so. Ron should be worried about who the potential owner is that called him, not Sean Payton. I, I think Ron should be quite worried about that. Well, how do you feel? How- he's, he's, had lo- he's basically had a losing record since he's gotten here. That's what it should be worried about, not the fact that somebody's talking. If you handled your job, you wouldn't have to worry about that, right? If they were doing the thing they were supposed to do that they said they were going to do, I don't think a new person calls Sean Payton. I mean, I don't. he doesn't basically have a losing record. He has a losing record since he's been here. He's 22-27-1. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. How secure – I mean, the fact that Sean Payton is publicly saying this. Now, he, he went to go on to take the Denver job, which is fine. He had already taken that job. Right. Forgive me, yes. How secure do you think Ron feels in this situation? I think Ron shouldn't feel secure. If the players on this team aren't feeling feeling secure because they're not winning, because they know if we're not winning, they're going to try to replace me, the coach that's coaching the stuff up shouldn't feel secure. I mean, what has really we, – we, we go all the time, we talk about he has the people part down. You're not paid for the people part. You're paid to win football games. And if you're not doing that consistently, you should be concerned. I'm I'm taking a page from 
from uh, Mr. Andrews' uh, page over here, where I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of the like when I'm listening to that 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 thing right there. Sean Payton was giving you direct stuff for what he felt. The damn host was trying to drum it up to make it more than what it was. He just basically said, they called me. They had talked about it. If I come here, we're going to take this job. But, hey, can't you see I already took a job? So that's all that was. That was nothing dramatic. But the whole, oh, oh every time he say something, that was some of the most minor things I've ever heard in my life. But he didn't take it. He went somewhere else. And why didn't he take it? Because things are not in order yet. We'll see if it ever gets in order, <laughs> honestly. Um, the Peyton audio, I just find it interesting because none, none of it needed to be said. Why not? It, it, see, not that he can't say it. You've been on Radio Road, Jay. Sure. You ask all types of questions. Sure. All day. And I'm sure that topic came up prior to this discussion. So I've been talking about it all day. So look, man, look, they called me and say they were potentially, you know, would I potentially be uh, interested? As we begin to think about this, if it's Harris, Bezos, or whoever, you think they're going to roll in here and say, oh, I'm going to keep everybody in place. I like it like this. Or they going to try and make changes. Sean Payton, what he did is basically put it out there and say, look, uh, coach, uh, things are getting hot over there for you. Because people were trying to get me. So I, I, I don't find that stuff interesting. I mean, I find that as straightforward as it's possibly going to be. I don't find it like, like not, not, not the fact that it's not interesting. I don't find it like something to get up in arms about because we all, we all have said exactly what Sean said on our show. Fans said all every show I turn on. Ron should be in the hot seat. And Sean Payton basically told us, Ron's in the hot seat. Which shouldn't be news. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. So if, it, so if it's not news, I don't see what's wrong with him saying that. Because I'm going to tell you, I was on Radio Row one day, did five interviews. I got asked more crap <laughs> about stuff that, hell, I don't, I don't know all the answers. But I was asked all kinds of things about this franchise. You know the last time I got a check from the franchise? Waiting on one now for the last two months. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, working for the franchise, being there day to day, it's been damn almost 20 years. Who's the... Oh, over 20 years. Long damn time. Who's the owner that talked to Peyton? Who's the potential owner that talked to Peyton? <laughs> and if he's the guy that gets it, how... Qu- Listen, I get that Sean Payton... Probably the prize right now. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not long. He's, he's he's locked up now. Right, but like, how well, long before you go look for somebody else? There's always a new prize. How do they go? I think I think when they roll in, they already looking. First of all, <laughs> I know we've given you've given him praise, and I've given praise to some other people for for the you know the winning the award this weekend and uh, for for being keeping people together and things like that. But a new owner rolling in. I don't think they've seen anything that say, oh, yeah, definitely we'll keep them. Because they're looking at the win-loss record. They're looking at how people are in the stands. And I'll be, I'll go as far as to say this. They look at the demeanor on the sideline. 
You seem displaced, disinterested, not connected at times. Is that what I'm, what I'm saying he's doing? No, but that's what it seems like. When things are going that bad and you have no emotion, that's a problem. You know what isn't good? What's the last memorable moment for the commanders on a national scale, something that made national news, not us locally where we break down every press release, Mm -hmm. nationally, what's the last thing that popped? Beating Philly was a national thing, and that was a a popper. Sure, but there was a pop after that nationally. What was it? Not knowing you could be eliminated from the playoffs. Now that right there, and see that right there? Hold on, hold on. That one little statement, that one little incident can be the thing that they say, oh, hell no. Now, I know they backed it up, try to say he knew in this. No, no, in that moment, if you look at it live, you don't believe that person knew. And if you got seven, eight billion dollars, you about to buy a team, are you letting that dude lead you? Or lead your team? Probably not. So all the people around here that like we've turned into a world where everybody wants everything to be handled with kid, with kid gloves. This is adult stuff. I wish I could say the other word. This is adult stuff. And sometimes Grown you have to man. just tell people what the hell things are. He screwed the hell up in that situation. No matter if it was a – I don't think it was a joke. I think it was a true – I forgot. I didn't know. And I believe at that moment you basically told a lot of people you are now too far away removed to be able to be the man that they thought you were in the beginning. Uh, I have a major announcement. What's that? Steven Taylor is the man, and he said we're going to get the pizza a little bit early. I don't know when that means, but... Steve, we've been waiting since 11. DEFCON 3, pizza alert. We've been waiting since 11. That's just because you start eating at 11 and you're starving. That's not Steve's fault. I'm not starving, but I'm just saying... That's not Steve's fault. Steve, we eat normally at 12. You intermittent fast, so at 11, you're hungry as hell. But we normally eat at 12. All right. I also... Landfill, uh, let's, let's test... Let's text Jeff Ehrman tomorrow. Terps have a big game tomorrow night against Purdue, and the geniuses in charge of the Big Ten think that every town is state college. The game starts at 6.30. How's that traffic going to be on the Beltway? Ridiculous. (laughs) Great job, morons. All right. Right now, we're going to talk to someone that's very, very smart. Let's talk to our friend, Mr. talk to somebody that's smart every day, me. Well, somebody else that's smart. I'm the dumb one. Let's talk to Ben White, the chief economic correspondent for Politico. You can follow him at Morning Money Ben on Twitter and Instagram. Ben, what's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. Y'all are making me hungry with the uh, pizza talk. I realize I haven't eaten either. If you mentioned I'm as hungry as you are, so I don't know. You get I've been snacking over here, man. I've had carrots, yeah. olives, celery, and, and some steamed broccoli. Hold on. Did you finish uh, the crackers, dude, too? Super no, healthy, I just put them man. over here. You want them? B is pretty healthy. No, I don't need any more crackers. I've already had a whole pack. Um, ben, you are welcome to Pizza Talk. You're welcome to Pizza Time if you want to get on a train or something. But you're yeah, going to need right. one of those maglevs they have in Japan that we can't get approved over here. Yeah. The, the China train that I've run that's 225 or been on that's 250 miles an hour. It's crazy. I want to ride uh, that thing. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, so, what's going on, guys? Um, what, what are we talking commanders wise these days? The enemy, OC? Yeah. I, I have a question I like to ask you because you deal with acquisitions and things of that nature. When people are about to buy a company, new owner coming in, do they have a chance to, like, talk to the prospective people that may want to be the GMs or the 
the, the CEOs, do they do that? Or do they do talk to people that's already in the uh, company that they're trying to purchase? Tires to a certain degree uh, during that process. Um, you know, their bankers can set up meetings, and you know they can get a feel for who's there. You know, and senior personnel and who they might want to keep and change. So, sure, um, they can do it. It's usually done pretty under the radar. Uh, you know, to protect the information about who the potential buyer is and, and all the rest of it. So, it, it tends not to leak uh, when they do that stuff. But sure, um, you know, if you're buying a big asset like this, you, you want to have an idea. Uh, of what you're going to do in terms of reorganization and uh, changing top personnel. So, yes, it's uh, a common thing to do, but uh, you're not going to hear about it unless the bankers or the people themselves start leaking it. But, like, like we're asking this because of Sean Payton. He was talked to by a possible buyer uh, and asking would he be willing to take over the job. So, in other words, this is not a ra- this is not a rare thing. It happens at times. Yeah, no, it happens. And some of it happens, you know, that way, like sort of outside the process of the transaction itself, like bankers uh, going back and forth with a buyer and a seller. But uh, there can be, you know, separate conversations. A potential buyer could, you know, talk to anybody outside and say, you know, if I buy this thing, uh, what are the chances that you're willing to come and, and coach it for me? And, and that stuff can come out publicly. I mean, anybody's free to talk about that if they want. I was thinking more sort of formal, uh, you know, meetings between bankers and I just, I just look and at, sellers. I look at Sean Payton. If he was a Kermit, he'd be kind of like the CEO of the football operations. Uh, and yeah, I think, he would. Yeah. Um, which would be, you know, not a bad thing. I mean, Sean Payton's a great coach. I don't know what you guys think about him as a possible. Uh, well, he's going now. He, he already took a job. He gone. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I, there's so much economic news going on right now, guys. Like my ability to like keep up to date. I so I watched the Super Bowl. I will tell you that. You know, that's about. <laughs> and, I, and I know I know they're they're talking to the enemy uh, for OC, uh, and that kind of is the extent of my current uh, NFL knowledge because we've gotten you know a new NEC director at the White House and all kinds of retail sales data and inflation and all this stuff. So my head is filled with well, numbers and data, but they're all related to non-sports stuff. Well, Ben, let, do us a favor then because my head is filled with all sports stuff and I need to learn about the other stuff. So I don't even know. You just gave me an acronym that I don't even know what the hell it means. What is an NEC and who is the new NEC? Uh, it's the National Economic Council. It's inside the White House. The person who's the NEC director is the top economic advisor to the president of the United States. Uh, it had been a, man, a guy named Brian Deese. Uh, this is not a household name uh, to many, but in the economics world, it's big. It's a huge job. Um, and it's just gone to a woman uh, named Lael Brainerd, who I wrote about today, uh, who was the vice chair at the Fed. She was in the Obama administration, super smart, talented person. Uh, they also have a new Council of Economic Advisors director, a separate White House office. Uh, so they've got a new team, basically, of people coming in uh, at this moment to try to help the president and the economy uh, not go into recession and stay away from uh, any kind of downturn that would make Biden's re-election difficult, because that's the big issue that you know everybody is going to kind of vote on in so, 2024. So let, so. I'm going to put this in sports terms. Yep. You, you generally only get a new team when your old team sucks. Did the old team suck? Like, <laughs> I yeah, also that's thought not the, they were looking That's not better. the case on this one. Yeah, no, the, the old team did not suck, in fact. They, uh, I think, did a pretty good job of, you know, from their perspective, Republicans would disagree, but, uh, you know, getting their economic package, packages through in the first two years, the Inflation Reduction Act and the CHIPS Act to help 
domestic semi uh, conductor manufacturers, and we are looking decent. Like maybe we won't hit inflation. So they were fine. Uh, it's not a question of them getting dumped. It's just after two years, these are demanding jobs. They usually cycle through. So it's often you get new faces after midterm elections. That's what this is. Uh, but they are bringing on some pretty heavy hitters for these senior jobs because they know we're at a precarious economic moment. It looks good, uh, but there's still a risk of uh, recession. There's also a risk of inflation kicking back up again. So they need really good, smart people in these jobs to try and help uh, avoid recession and put Biden in a position to to win again, which is not going to be an easy task. Um, forgive me. We're talking with our friend Ben White, the chief economic correspondent for Politico. You see him all the time on CNBC. Uh, you, economics is is your world, right? But you and I have been friends long enough, and I've asked you enough weird questions that you know I kind of throw everything at you because you're very smart. What the hell is going on with the aliens, man? Oh, my God. I wish I had an answer for you on that. That's another one of these news stories that I am paying attention to. Obviously, the balloon and the downing of it and all the other sightings. Uh, And I ask the same thing to you on Twitter. Until we have a unified uh, explanation and theory for all of the stuff that's being cited, uh, I'm going with aliens. And, I, you know, who knows? Uh, They could be here to observe and uh, and maybe help us out you know maybe they got a new coach for the uh, commanders uh, so, so you on the jp alien better. kick maybe they're I mean, here uh, with the new maybe they to are. buy the commanders <laughs> exactly and that's how they begin their uh world domination but yeah mm-hmm. it's fascinating stuff and i you know i go through all of these periods of time where i think of course there are uh intelligent beings uh, on other planets and do they have the capacity uh, the energy necessary to uh, travel the distance of the state. That's the big But don't you think they would be like, traveling something other than a damn balloon? Yeah, I do. I mean, let's face it. It's probably not aliens. It's fun to talk about and think about. Uh, and it's not outside the realm of possibility, in my view, scientifically. Uh, it's just very unlikely that uh, all of a sudden they're, they're here and flying around in hot air balloons. Um, you would <laughs> think. I mean, that was definitely a Chinese uh, espionage device that we knocked down. So I don't know about the other stuff, but that one uh, was courtesy of China, not courtesy of uh, the little green men. But, uh, you know, whether we're visited by aliens, uh, maybe, you know, I mean, I, I think it's possible. Should we be more freaked out about the aliens? Like, I don't know. I mean, well, I, they they yes. lost I mean, a missile Hawking, in Lake Huron. What the hell is going on out there? Yeah, if you remember Stephen Hawking, uh, you know, the great uh, uh, physicist and astrophysicist uh, warned people. He said, look, there's a likelihood that there are um, life forms outside of our planet who are advanced and capable of interstellar travel. And when they get here, uh, we should not expect them to be uh, friendly, you know, probably not coming to, um, you know, learn from us and, and give us things, coming to, you know, harvest our resources. So uh, I do think, you know, the back of your mind, you can dismiss all of this stuff as uh, nonsense, and it probably is. But I just um, think if we, there's smart scientists who say don't expect it to go well. If they, if they show showed up. up in a plane and looked like something I saw on Star Wars, Star Trek, or anything like that, I'll be with you all 100%. But a square-shaped balloon, a round balloon, we already said one was from China. I think all of them probably were from somebody around it to make sure they could throw you off on something. If I saw a plane that shoot up that looks, that looks kind of similar to the stealth, but has some little spikes on it and stuff, I say okay. I, I you know, it has to stuff. be. 
So it needs to be Independence Day, basically, for yeah. you. Like, you need to be yeah, exactly. uh, Will Smith walking out of your house, and there's got to be a giant soccer, there you go. Uh over major cities. I, I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> like, we're, we'll know. Although, it, to be fair, to play devil's advocate, you'd think that they would do a little you know, probing before sending the, the mothership. So, you know, uh, if you want to believe that theory, uh, it could be, you know, taking a little reconnaissance before the uh, big giant sausage shows up it's overall. Like, it's like the new owner of the commanders talking to Sean Payton. Hey, look, you got to you gotta get some information. We have, we have, we have like, cameras and satellites everywhere. What do they got, B? All they got to go, no, do is check Google Earth, and they'll find out exactly where those balloons were first uh, launched from. I don't know, man. Look at the place, and we're like, nah, there's better planets around. <laughs> yeah. Right, we'll that crap. Have you been to your yeah, exactly. It's beautiful this time of year. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Ben, last one. Because I, 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 I put you in similar questions. Are you more concerned about recession or aliens? Absolutely recession, um, because <laughs> I think it's uh, still possible. I don't. Uh, I spent a lot of time losing sleep over alien invasions. I do worry about a, a serious recession that costs a lot of jobs, uh, but I'm less worried about that than I was. I'm actually, to be honest with you, a little worried now that we lose the battle on inflation because we had a really hot retail sales number today. People are still spending money. The last monthly inflation number wasn't that good. Like there's a scenario where the economy kind of reheats again. Uh, Is that bad? And that, well, it's bad in the sense that the Fed won't let it happen if inflation starts spiking really high because long term, that just kills all the growth. Like you lose it to higher prices and nobody actually has more money. So you can't have uh, growth like that. You have to have growth that's you know, medium pace and prices are not outstripping wages and people's quality of life is going up. Um, so I do worry a little so that could, inflation rises again. I thought rates were going down. You think rates could keep going up? No, they're still going up now. The Fed's probably going to hike them one more time, at least in March. Uh, and then the hope is that they're done uh, and the economy behaves in the way they hope it will, which is a little bit slower, but lower inflation. Uh, if the reverse happens and the economy speeds up and inflation speeds up, more interest rate hikes uh, are in the offing, which often leads to recession. So we need the Goldilocks scenario. We need good growth, not super fast growth, and we need – uh, wages to be rising faster than prices. That's the scenario you want to live in. That's where people are happier, have more money, and uh, the economy works properly. Uh, it does not with fast growth and high inflation, and the Fed will do anything to prevent that scenario. Ben, we always appreciate it, man. Right, Thank you for your you time, bud. All right, brothers. Have a good one. That's Later. our guy, Ben White. Give him a follow at Morning Money. Ben, rankings and what you should be worried about. Aliens, inflation, recession. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. So it started with Juju Smith-Schuster. Listen, Juju made some big plays in the second half of the Super Bowl. Um, Juju had a really good, I want to say, second season with the Steelers. Really helped that Antonio Brown was on that team. Mm-hmm. And then kind of became famous for always making TikTok videos. Right, Jay called him TikTok boy. So Juju... On Valentine's Day, and there's all these fake NFL Valentines going around. And this one's pretty brutal. <laughs> it says, so it's a picture of A.J. Brown on what looks like, you remember when you were in elementary, my, my daughter's just got a hundred of these, and they had so much fun with it. When you're in elementary school and you get Valentines, you pass them out to all your classmates, mm-hmm. and they say various cute things on them. The opposite of my wife wearing a single AF nightgown. <laughs> um, 
So it's a it's a superimposed picture of what looks like an old school little Valentine card with the two and the from, and it says, "I'll hold you when it matters most." Mm-hmm. With a picture of James Bradbury, mm-hmm. who committed the hold in the last seconds of the Super Bowl that didn't cost the Eagles the game, but significantly impacted the end of the game. And Juju tweeted that picture out with a note that said, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's pretty ruthless, but it's funny, I would say. But boy, did A.J. Brown come back over the top. Oh, he did. And A.J. Brown is a stud. In in the world of receivers, A.J. Brown is a 10. Juju is a 7, 6.5. Nah, 7. I go 6.5. Okay. A.J. Brown replied, First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. Then then things turned a bit. (laughs) First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted (laughs) that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. (laughs) And he has a series of emojis. The TikTok boy is is the most ruthless thing to me. Because that's what he's known for, being a TikTok boy. Then, A.J. Brown had but deleted. The the best is the Mahomes deleted tweet. (coughs) Forgive me, I've got Stephen Taylor's pizza up my nose. Now, Patrick Mahomes responded with a tweet that I thought was pretty simple. It just said, man, that man <laughs> that man must just be bored. Talking about A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown responded but then deleted it and said something to the effect of that wasn't about you because I don't think anybody debates – I mean, Patrick Mahomes' importance in all this. But what did he say negative about Pat Mahomes? Nothing. Okay. The tweet has since been deleted, but it was, uh, the whole thing is, I think, funny, and I honestly am not, I don't think anybody should be, like, taking any of this too seriously. So Mahomes tweeted out, that man just must just be bored. Mahomes is busy at Disney World with his kids being the MVP and all that. A.J. Brown quote tweeted it and said, he called you and told on me. Sounds about right. Yeah, y'all got it. (laughs) I'm not saying that Juju texted Pat and was like, yo, look at this. But somebody texted Pat and told him that. But ultimately, he said Pat resurrected your career. That's a positive, right? It's accurate. So to bring Pat in it is pathetic, which tells me most of the guys involved with this is not about that life. It seemed like one guy came in with straight street street talk and the other one said, oh, I got to give me some help. That's what it seems like to me. And Pat jumped in it not knowing what the hell is going on. The man praised you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gave you street cred off the bat. So for you to get involved and not know what's going on just shows a little immatureness. You know what I'm saying? Don't just jump in a situation because it's your friend. You got to find out what the hell is going on first. 
Juju's a clown, right? That's what I'm picking up. AJ Brown, AJ Brown is a gangster. The man said, "Look, congratulations, y'all deserved it. This is lame." But don't don't necessarily <laughs> don't go don't go out there and bark up a tree that you're not willing to deal with. What would 1994 Brian Mitchell have to say if Twitter was around and players were barking at each other? You wouldn't have to re- respond back to him on Twitter. I'll see him eventually, and we can figure it out face to face. What was it? What was uh, the thing you kept in the trunk of your car? Because Coach Gibbs said you weren't allowed to have your guns. That was then. I don't don't need that for most people. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, we have learned in this day and age there are a lot of badasses on Twitter. There are people on Twitter that talk trash. You, they don't think you remember them, and then they come up to you and, "Hey, can I get an autograph?" You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. They're not the same people in your face, and I think a lot of these, a lot of these little dudes in the league, just like all rappers aren't gangsters. Some of them are. A lot of them aren't, but they play that role. The real world is not role play. See what I'm saying? And I think that's where you, you could change a lot of this crap up. Because back in the day, it was like, you said, oh, I'll see you. I've met, I mean, there are plenty of people that say things to me on Twitter, and then I meet them in person. They're like, oh, man, it's so great to meet you. I'm like, yeah, I bet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a different world. 